You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk. Here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Got a couple of people joining me tonight. Up first, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations, boys. Got my uh, got my red wine on deck right here and ready to talk a little bit. I have no idea what we're going to be able to talk about tonight, you know? <laughs> No, but I, I haven't either. We got some time to fill, obviously. <laughs> and and also joining us, the Wizard of Whiskey, Shane Lott. What's up, guys? Cheers, cheers. Thanks for having me. Two weeks cheers, in a row. mate. What you got? Uh, what you sipping on over there in North Carolina? Oh man, well, uh, I poured up a little. Uh, I like to to take it back to the hub city whenever I talk to you guys. So, of course, we had to go with something from Lincoln Road Package Store. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you've got one of the best whiskey stores in the country right there in your backyard. Take advantage of it. Uh, but Lincoln Road uh, in the last couple of weeks has put out some Four Roses single barrel picks. So I'm sipping on a recipe OESV, uh, age 10 years, eight months, clocking in at uh, about 114.2 proof. Got some stank on it. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I'm more of the uh, 40 proof kind of guy. No, no, you don't want that. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what you're sipping on. Yeah. Well, I, hey, believe me, during this show, that you do not want me on anything more than that. <laughs> so to the listeners out there, we are recording this episode on Tuesday night, December the 1st. So when you when you get to listen to it, you will know at what time we were talking because there has been a lot of wacky stuff go on the past couple of days in regard to the head coaching search at Southern Miss. It feels like it finally came to a finale. That being said, there is nothing official yet, but we would anticipate that the next head coach here at Southern Miss will be Tulane Offensive Coordinator, Will Hall. We talked about him a little on last week's episode. We're going to talk about him a little bit on this week's episode. But the crescendo leading up to this moment of who it is, I mean, we're talking about, you know, Jay Hobson steps down back, what, September, the, the what, early September. I don't remember the exact date, but it was a whirlwind. Then we get an interim coach in Scotty Walden. Then Scotty gets COVID, misses a game. Tim Billings fills in for him. Tim Billings keeps it because Scotty takes a job as the head coach of Austin P. Then we get to this week. We get to yesterday, November 30th, and it was rumors galore about different candidates. Uh, someone tweeted out about Britt Billima from, um, the, formerly of Arkansas and Wisconsin as being a strong candidate. You hear about Will Hall, Blake Anderson's name was thrown in there. Jamie Chadwell's name was thrown back in there. Uh, Ron Roberts's name was thrown back in there. It was just a whirlwind of names and rumors all day long. But earlier today, around lunchtime, it finally started to, uh, the name started to emerge. Um, first person I saw with the call was Heath of Big Gold Nation that it was going to be 
Will Hall. Guys, what are your impress- first impressions of this hire? So, Lead it off, Jason. Yeah, so, well, you know, and I didn't know a whole lot about Will Hall until you, I mean, you were the first person that told me, like, keep an eye on this guy after Hobson uh, did whatever he did, resigned or fired or whatever happened. Um, you pointed out Will Hall and you said he's coming to town in a couple of weeks, you know, watch his offense, see what you think. And then they put it up like a hundred, you know. <laughs> now, granted, there was a whole bunch of handoffs and I'm not sure how much effort we put forth defensively, but like you pointed out, Shane, I mean, it's the most points ever scored at the Rock. So if you're going to make a statement, that was the statement. And that was the first that I'd heard of him. And I think all that anybody knew about Will Hall, uh, you know, other th- other than from that game was that his dad, right? His dad created a reputation for better or worse in South Mississippi and kind of all of Mississippi in the high school ranks. And a lot of it had to do with, you know, crapping all over Southern Miss every time he got a chance. So, that's what we knew about Hall. Uh, so and 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 so at the beginning, I think that I did not uh, want to go that route at all. Uh, it, it, the the Jamie Chadwell thing is intriguing, still intriguing. I know this, this hasn't been finalized yet, but we're kind of certain that it is final. Um, and then and then the the um, the wild card in this was was the Cam Womack and Austin Davis dynamic duo hire. It's hard for somebody like me that's such a homer to not really want to root for that. But after doing my research on Hall, after seeing some commits already, you know, seem to be flipping um, to follow him and some transfers possibly following him. looks like our talent level is going to go up instantly. And I got from a good source today that Will Hall actually he, he applied for this job back in 2016 and um and referred to it as a dream job. So that's a whole lot of boxes that you check as far as head coaching experience, ability to recruit, and bringing in automatic talent right off the get-go. And, oh, by the way, he loves the job. So it's grown on me a lot. Um, I don't know about you, Shane. Yeah, I, I feel the same way you do, man. And, and I mean, I'll echo most of what you said. I mean, we, we all talk about this stuff really regularly. And, and these were the conversations that we had. You and I didn't know a ton about him. Like, you know, I knew something about his dad, didn't know much about him. He, I knew he had had some success at some, some lower levels, uh, but didn't know much about him in, until he came into the rock and, and absolutely just rolled us. And, you know, it's, uh, people can say that, that the defense, you know, just let them run up the middle and score touchdowns all game long in the second half. But uh, it's still the most points that have ever been scored in the Rock. And we've been playing football for a long time. Mm-hmm. Do you think there hadn't been some defenses that got rolled in the past? It, that That's a major statement to make. That's <laughs> in the record books. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that, that had to make you kind of look. And, I mean, they, they weren't a slouch in the bowl game when they beat us the first time in 2020. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, that's yeah, right. That, two times in the same year. I didn't think about a hundred points on us. I think it was like 96 points between the two games. Eesh. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know much about him. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the, the game in Hattiesburg definitely, you know, made me think. And as the process went along in, in my eyes, you know, we had some candidates early on. Well, I, I don't even want to use the word candidate. We had some fan base, you know, pipe dream hopes. We all, everybody would take Todd Munkin back tomorrow. Um, 
As a matter of fact, if Todd Bunkin wants to come back tomorrow, just everybody else pack their bags. Todd <laughs> Bunkin, you're welcome back anytime. Uh, but, you know, Munkin, Fedora, you know, more than likely not going to get those guys back. Uh, and then, you know, the, the Hugh Freezes of the world into the picture. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a polarizing candidate because of his history. And, of course, everybody would love Jamie Chadwell, but uh, kind of similar situation to Freeze. They kind of upped their stock this year and, and, and maybe, uh, you know, moved out of our price range. Uh, so I'm uh, very happy with, with where we seem to have ended up, knowing what I know now. How crazy is this, this though? You think back to any coaching search, really, and – you think back to he was one of the first names that was thrown out there. And you think about somebody like – usually nobody lasts the link of an entire coaching search. It's usually like yeah. we didn't know Larry Fedora was going to get into the mix until it got closer to, to game time. We had no idea Doc Sadler was even on the map until like the day before um, that hire came about. So, I mean, yeah. it was – it's one of those things where it's rare that you see somebody. I mean, him and the offensive coordinator for Memphis were the first two names that I heard from multiple uh, sources in the media. So it kind of seemed like, you know, it's weird that those that he made it through all. Uh, he came in, whooped our ass, kept going, <laughs> outlasted everybody else. And, and really, when I think about it, I think about the fit. Like, it's not the it's not the splash hire. It's not the. um He's not going to bring the excitement like a fedora did, but as far as fit, like I don't think there's a, another candidate on the list that we had who is going to have who could have a bigger impact on recruiting right away. Like I fully expect recruiting to change instantly, and I think that's why the announcement is supposed to be made this week. By the way, so he is like the rumor is that there, he's going to. Um, you know, they're going to make some kind of announcement at the basketball game tomorrow night. That is Wednesday, December 2nd, against William Carey at home in Reed Green Coliseum at 7 p.m. If you don't have your tickets, you may want to check around to somebody who does because uh, there is a waiting list to get season tickets this year. So I will be there and uh, reporting the best I can from wherever I'm, I'm stationed in there. But, um, yeah, he's supposed to be – there's supposed to be some kind of announcement. Now, that being said, I do know that this is not official. So, you know, it would not surprise me if a monkey wrench got thrown into things. I don't know what his status is with Tulane's final game this weekend against Memphis. I don't know if he's going to go ahead and accept this job and move on and somebody else will fill in an OC because Tulane really has nothing to play for at this point. They're not in in the mix for a championship or anything. Or if he's planning on making it through the game on Saturday and then, you know, heading this way. I don't really know what the plans are there, but all indications are that there's going to be some kind of announcement Wednesday night against when we play William Carey at Reed Green Coliseum. So um, there's enough smoke there to where I think that's legit. But like I said, it's not a done. It's not an official done deal yet. So that remains to be seen. And we talk about recruiting, and you know, you think about some of the recruits that he he has taken a lot of recruits uh, out of our area and, and brought them to Tulane. And there's a lot of them were guys we wanted, and he just came up here and just and just snatched them out of our way. So it's gonna be nice to not have to go against him anymore. But okay. two, <laughs> but two, you know, one of his commits that that, that was committed to um, Tulane is a dandy dozen wide receiver. Out of uh, out of Laurel, uh, Canarius Johnson, um, 6'3", 190 pounds, 
He decommitted on yesterday, Monday. He decommitted from Tulane. So uh, 24-7, how they kind of have him slanted. The One of the guys at 24-7, Doug Jones, whoever that is, has him as a, uh, a Southern Miss lane at this point, which is interesting. Then you have another player, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the state, Ty Keys, up in Taylorsville, has a tremendous one-loss record, yardage record, touchdown record, all that, all this, that, and the other. He is former Southern Miss wide receiver Dominic Sullivan's cousin. No word on what he's going to do, but one of the main reasons that he committed to Tulane was because of Will Hall. So you kind of anticipate seeing you know, some of this local talent staying here in, in the area. And also, there are a lot of rumors right now about players um, from this area transferring to Southern Miss now that Will Hall is here. So it's going to be very interesting to see what all plays out in the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks. We've got 16 days until signing day. So it's it's I'm really excited about this time because it's going to be a lot of fun seeing some of these players who are going to be suited up for the black and gold next year. Yeah, you know, every time we've done one of these, uh, it seems like as the process goes along, too many things point to the exact same thing. And, and you, you you said it earlier, but, you know, uh, smoke, fire. So so and, and, and when a lot of like the Tulane people were on their boards, I don't know if you guys went to any of their boards, but if you poked around over there, they seem to think that even last week Hall was coming to Southern Miss and it was a done deal. Then yesterday when you started seeing these decommits. You know, again, smoke, fire. So we don't know if any of it's actually going to happen. But if it did not happen, you know, I, I think at this point I'd be shocked. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It said uh, it seems to be gaining a lot of momentum uh, over the last couple of days. Maybe the the Brett rumors just scared the hell out of everybody, and they were like, <laughs> "Oh, we better go ahead and hire somebody." <laughs> Uh, hey, so, hey, so when people were commenting on, uh, I know it was Brett Bielema, but what was this Bert? Were they just spelling it wrong? No, or am I just missing the joke? Like a nickname type of thing. I think that's oh. they called him one of the stops along the way. And hey, okay. he he's a good coach. I mean, he's a great coach. I mean, and I know some people were excited just off of the name, but we don't have alignment on the roster to run the type of offense he wants to run. It just or as big as he is, or as big as he is. <laughs> Um, or as zany as his wife is, but <laughs> we, um, but he, it just, he, he, I think, you know, I think he's a great coach. I don't think he was a great fit here he, or he would no. have been a great fit here. I no. think Will Hall has the potential to be a great fit here. Now, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not he is or not remains to be seen. And we touched on this last week, but let's go through kind of a little bit of his history and, and touch on that a little bit. So, like I said, he's currently the offensive coordinator at Tulane. He was born May 10th, 1980. Amory, Mississippi, his father, uh, a renowned high school football coach in the state of Mississippi. He played at Northwest uh, Mississippi Community College as well as North Alabama. And then for the Tupelo Fire Ants, uh, whatever the hell that is again. Um, <laughs> then he got into coaching, kind of worked his way up to, to the point where he got to be an offensive coordinator at West Alabama before becoming their head coach and then becoming the head coach at West Georgia. In 2017, he was the offensive coordinator at uh, Louisiana Lafayette before becoming the assistant coach slash tight end coach at Memphis in 2018. The past two seasons, he has been the offensive coordinator at Tulane. Now, when he was a head coach, his overall head coaching record at West Alabama and West Georgia, 56-20. and 20. Uh, He had four playoff appearances out of six years during that time. So a very, very solid um very, very solid 
head coaching resume for that level at that time. So that was that sure beats um, what was the horrible head coaching re- previous head coaching record at the Citadel we had back in 2012. So. <laughs> yeah, that that pick was doomed <laughs> from the start. Um, Let's not get on that tonight. <laughs> Maybe after more whiskey. <laughs> During that time. As the uh, as a head coach there, he um, he won three Gulf South championships, as well as being a two-time Gulf South Coach of the Year. And also, too, there was a tweet that uh, was tweeted out earlier, and I believe we shared it in our little group text. But um, Patrick McGee, the other Patrick McGee, had a, a pretty excellent cool one. The, <laughs> had a pretty excellent tweet. <laughs> Um, you know, kind of laying out a case for Will Hall. So you look at, um, you know, he brought up the coach head coaching record like we talked about, and then he brought up the S and P rankings. So S and P is, um, I don't know how to explain exactly what it is, but it's a rating system we've talked about it on the show in the past, particularly when we played in the Independence Bowl. But the the offensive S and P ranking for when he was at Lafayette, the offensive S and P ranking in 2016, the year before he got there, was 118. The year when, when he his, so his year there in 2017 it was 75 so that's a 43 uh, as a, as jumped up 43 spots basically so the two years uh, the two lane offense in 2017 and 2018 it was this is before Hall got to Tulane in 2017 it was 67 in 2018 it was 106 for an average of 87. His two years at Tulane, his S&P ranking in 2019, 37. In 2020, 35. That's a difference of, um, so for an average of 36. So if you take the two averages, that's a 51 point difference. So you're moving up to be, you know, one of the top 40 offenses in the country. Um, which is really remarkable to, to have this stat here to where you can see what they were doing before he got there and you can see how much they improved with him coming there. So it kind of gives you some hope. And if you have a guy who actually tweeted a smiley faces today when we kind of alluded to Will Hall being the coach, but you have a guy like Frank Gore who gets to come in and play for a guy who has put up ridiculous numbers um, running the ball, particularly the past few years, um, you, you got to be excited. Yeah. Come on back, Perkins. You, you can have a free year. We need your big bowling ball self in there. <laughs> uh, and man, Tim how Jones? much fun those guys could be well yeah i mean not to even get into the receivers but uh mm-hmm. yeah it's uh the, we've got we've got some talent at running back hey so, so if he does all of this stuff uh you, you mentioned all of the all uh all the improvements that he made offensively whatever job that he took if he does all this stuff uh, you know, without really bringing anyone with him, he just gets hired and there he is by himself running the show offensively. Um, the first thing you do as a head coach is you're going to bring in your own staff, right? So if he did all that stuff without doing any of that, I mean, does it even matter who he brings in? Is the offense just going to be better? Like if he coached, you know, just, just with the current staff, I know he's going to hire his own staff, but I mean, to that end, has anybody heard any rumors about the staff that he might bring? Is it, will, will anybody on the current staff be retained? I'm not sure how many actual Division One coaches we have on staff, but there's a few that I would like to keep. Um, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. It probably is, is not something that we'll know until after he gets done with all his interviews and, and starts making the staff. I would, you know, you would hope that someone like a peanut maybe um, mm-hmm. would stick around, but 
he probably has his own guys, you know, guys that have coached with him in the past. He's obviously a very well-connected guy if you look at how he's able to recruit. Um, so I would imagine he kind of – I've heard some rumors about potential candidates. So it's one of those things that it will probably play out. But I wouldn't anticipate very many on the current staff to be kept around. And you, you mentioned that. You mentioned, you know, you look at some of the games this year, how close we were. We just need needed a marginal improvement this year to have a winning season. You know, sure. the, the one point loss at Tech, the uh, you got the games that were canceled. Then you have the um, three point loss against Western Kentucky, the three point loss against UTSA. You flip those games around. That's five wins right there. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't t- it's not going to take much to improve. So, I mean, and it's going to probably take a few years for him to get all the type of players in here he wants to have. But at the same time, there's some stuff. There's some players here now to, to build on. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, we've got talent. Our numbers are down at this point in time, which I mean, the people that want to come back can come back next year. Uh, so I mean that that'll help a little bit, I guess, until they get there one more year, and then that senior class is twice as big. I just thought about that, but um, it's you would think that he, uh, if you're about to accept uh, a head coaching job, that you've got some of your main guys in your back pocket already when you sign that paperwork, uh, especially being this close to signing day. And I'm, I'm not saying that he's got his entire staff picked out, but I'm sure he's got a few guys, two, three, maybe um, that he knows that, you know, these are my main guys. These are my go-to guys. When I get a head coaching gig, this is who's coming with me. Um, so hopefully there's a couple of guys to help him on the recruiting trail. Cause he's got what, two weeks. He doesn't have long. If he could just get a couple in now, I mean, you don't have to fill up the class right now, but just get a couple to kind of get you started. Um, I think that'll go a long way and give him some time to operate. Hey, so if he does bring in those two or three, like, big guys right off the bat, then you know what we'll do after the first uh, signing day? What's that? We will have happy holidays. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Love it. We want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Laffy Taffy, tonight. Uh, <laughs> or Apothic Red. <laughs> yeah, more so that. There you go. There you go. Uh, and we talk about so, and, and I'm not, we're not acting like, I'm not getting here saying that Will Hall is a savior, but I, I think that he's a great fit. And I think there's a lot to be excited about. I'm not saying we're going to come out and win a conference championship next year, but I think that we're going to see some improvements and at least have some structure that we did not have this season. So um, I'm excited about yeah. the hire. I think we're all excited to have a coach, and I, I think he's going to. I, I think he's going to do a good job. Well, there's there's a formula that we seem to follow as I get back into another pour of this OESV um, that works at Southern Miss, and it's. On the youngish side, you don't necessarily have to be the youngest guy in the world, but uh, not Ellis Johnson's age. Uh, you you come from an offensive background. You got a little energy to you. People actually like you. They want to be around you. Uh, and and Will seems to fit those categories. Uh, so he's he's got Mississippi connection. He recruits the areas that we recruit pretty much anyway. So, I mean – Another fun fact about Will Hall before we move on is that Will Hall, when he talks, he sounds a lot like our good friend Kirk Overby. <laughs> so 
me and Jason are going to have auditions to determine uh, who <laughs> does the uh, fake Will Hall. But we already have fake Will Hall on Twitter. So you can go follow fake Will Hall now and wait for all the shenanigans to begin. It's really going to be a disaster if something happens and he doesn't take this job. But oh yeah, <laughs> we we do have fake Will Hall locked in. Uh, we will bring the fake Will Hall character back um, because it's 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 pretty it's it's pretty easy. So <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. Hey, look, I mean, if the news comes out tomorrow that it's not Will Hall, you just don't put this episode out. That's a good. Well, yeah, that's a great point. But I'm, <laughs> well, I'm it wouldn't sure be it the is. first time we've ever, you know, done oh, it with yeah. a brand new coach. That's very true. Our first yeah. episode. <laughs> oh man, uh, brings a little tear to my eye thinking about Munkin leaving. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that was a. I was watching Jamie Collins and the Patriots. It was just such a. Oof. I just I need to air this publicly because it, it crushes me a little bit every time I remember that it happens. Todd Munkin has me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> I have no idea what I ever did to make Todd Munkin block. I love the man. I love Todd Munkin. If you ever hear this or if anybody that talks to Todd Munkin, Eagles underscore to the top, please unblock me. Did, did, I love you, Todd. Didn't you run into him at the end zone like a few like a few weeks before all this went down? Yeah, but I mean, I remember like it being a positive him, like, interaction. Like, like, Maybe I was yeah, just like, creepy. I don't know. <laughs> Ran into him, like, you know, like with your car? No, no. He was yeah, he, there hanging out, having a beer. Backed up and ran into him again. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, t- great dude, man. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He follows me. and uh, but He I don't, blocked me. That's awesome. I don't really I know. I cannot follow Todd Munkin. I cannot see his content. That's it the best thing me. I've ever heard. Oh, I'm glad you find pleasure in my pain. He doesn't really post much. I'll screenshot it and send it to you to get you by, but oh, I don't man, have that yeah. really type of relationship with him. To I could somebody probably does. Does Hop somebody have you blocked? I could probably get you time. unblocked from Hop. Uh, no, Hop unfortunately doesn't have me blocked. Okay. So I still follow him. They posted a lovely Christmas picture. What a beautiful family. You know. So football. Uh, so for the second week in a row. Our game was uh, canceled for this coming week. So last week's game was supposed to take place on Friday, November 27th, against UAB canceled. And then this weekend, right around the time the lines came out, which, which by the way, they had us as like a pick 'em against UTEP. So that's interesting. But it was announced that our game against UTEP that was going to take place this coming Friday, December 4th, was canceled as well due to some outbreaks within the UTEP program that pretty much had to shut it down. Also rumored that there are some some lingering uh, cases within, within the Southern Miss football program. So uh, all that being said, at this point, our game next Thursday against Florida Atlantic, uh, that's December the 10th, that's a 5.30 kickoff will be on CBS Sports Network. If it happens, it has not been canceled yet. I kind of am at the point where I would be surprised if we play it, given all the different circumstances. But if we do, we'll be here to talk about it next week. Um, I would like to see these guys get another shot. But at the same time, if you have a new coach in place, um, you know, maybe it's best for everybody to get a shot to move on. But, you know, we'll just kind of just let it. We'll just take the Zen-like approach. We'll just let it happen and (laughs) make the best of it either way. But yeah, I, I think I think at this point we've kind of gotten more games in this year than I even really thought we had a chance to, you know. So it's kind of it's, the season has, has served its purpose as far as I'm concerned. That being said, 
I'm like you. Selfishly, I want to go out there and play. It'll probably be raining and 25 degrees, and I'll be sick on my birthday. But, you know, it's my thing that I like to do, man. I like to go to the Rock, and I like to watch football games. So that would be cool. But, I mean, don't you feel that way? Don't you feel like we've already gotten our games in? Um, it's, 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 we, we've turned the page, you know? And thank God we're not having to make that trip out to the Sun Bowl. We've been trying to get out of that thing every year. So um, it's good not to have to do that. But, I mean, don't you all feel the same way? Yeah, that's uh, man. The look, we've got other sports to watch, but Southern Miss football is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I love college football, and I bleed black and gold. And the other months out of the year when there's not Southern Miss football to watch, aren't as good. So I want them. I want to watch them play as many games as I can watch them play. Selfishly, again, uh, but yeah, man, what a cluster. You know, you got to think <laughs> about this too. I mean, uh, individually. If, because, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, does do the freshmen this year have an automatic five years, or is that only seniors get to come back the next year? Like, if this, no, everybody doesn't count. Nobody, yeah, nobody loses eligibility, so everybody is. So, in theory, Frank Gore Jr. could be carrying the football for Southern Miss for if we play one more game this year and four additional years. Yes. Yes. So he could literally, I mean, he's got, if, if, if somebody's going to have, you know, a shot at, at catching, is, is, does Fletcher still have a record? Uh, Fletcher is, is top 10 all time in the NCAA. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so yeah. Um, Edo got some of those from Fletcher, didn't he? He did. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, you know, if, uh, I mean, maybe it would have. An asterisk next to it, but if anybody's going to have a legitimate shot at it, uh, you want as many carries as he can get this year, and then play four more years. Yeah. So yeah. that would be. I mean, that, that wouldn't be a terrible thing for Southern Miss to have a guy named Frank Gore as the all-time leading rusher. <laughs> you know, that would be. Man, cool. the hell the way he's played this year, there's a chance that that could happen. How much Especially better if you get him in a, this year? Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. But you come Remember in. Remember the very freshman. beginning. Yeah, at the very beginning, he's doing these laterals. <laughs> what are you doing? You know. Um, well, the first one almost worked. Yeah, it should have worked. <laughs> it, yeah, Freaking they stole it from whistle. us. <laughs> Come well, on, blue. I will say this. You know, you talk about the games being canceled. The way things are going right now, uh, we may get in more football games than we do basketball games. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's very realistic at this point. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the Southern Miss basketball. So the Golden Eagles were scheduled to play last weekend at a tournament in Milwaukee against North Dakota State as well as Milwaukee. That tournament was canceled due to COVID-19. The Golden Eagles were able to find a makeup game this past Saturday, November the 28th, at Jacksonville, taking on the Jacksonville Dolphins. The Southern Miss, very scrappy team. Played very hard. You were proud to see the effort, but just could not get the ball in the goal. Uh, Southern Miss falling to Jacksonville by a final score of 66-51. Yeah, you know, nobody said it was going to be easy. Um, and we, we were even picked to – or I guess uh, we were not favored. What was that thing you put out there? We had like a 30% chance to win or something, and the Dolphins had like a 60-something percent chance to win. We were a one-point favorite. That's the crazy we thing about We were a one-point favorite. That's the okay. crazy thing about that. That makes yeah. even less sense. But but either way you look at it, um, 
Yeah, I mean, you well, you hit on it. I mean, the, the effort was there. Everything was there. And I think that's what you want to see. I think you want to see buy into the style, to the system, to the scheme. And and I think a lot of guys did that. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this today because I knew we were going to do the show tonight. Everybody on this team, first of all, there's nine newcomers, okay? Nine newcomers on a basketball team is like 65 newcomers on a football team, you know? So it's pretty much an entirely new roster. And every one of these guys is used to being the dude, right? Um, so it, it, even though we could tell that they were buying in, they haven't figured out yet on this team who is the dude. And I think there's, I think that, that you know, that, that has something to it there, Um but it's it's obvious that we're longer than we have been. We're more athletic. The hustle was there all night. We're physical. I thought that eventually we were just going to wear the other team down. And even though we weren't making any shots, it was just going to – the ball was literally just going to bounce our way just because of depth and effort and just better athletes. Um, and, and some of our guys stuck out to me. Uh, Pierre, uh, you can tell he's a guy. Uh, Johnson, I'd like to see a whole lot more of him. I know we played a lot of people, but I'd like to see more of him. Hardy kind of put us on, put us on his back at one point and tried to get us back in the game. Um, but yeah, man, got down early and just never got back over that hump to where we could get the lead. Uh, so if you play behind the entire game, it's just tougher. And I can't wait to watch them grow. I think they're going to be really good by season's end, assuming that, you know, we have a season. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching uh, tomorrow night. You look at some of the stats that, you know, outside of the shooting, you know, rebounds, we had a 49 to 40 edge. We had 21 offensive rebounds to their nine. Um, so that was, that's, that, that's, that was a, a, a huge improvement. Assists, we had eight, they had nine, pretty close. Steals, we had seven, they had five. Um, fouls, 21 to 20, so that's pretty close. So, I mean, you know, the rebounding thing I think is huge because that's something you want to see some improvement on. But when you look at the field goals, we were 20 from 65 from the field. for third, That's a 30.8 percentage. Um, from three-point, we shot 16.7%, uh, three out of 18. And then from the free throw line, 42.1%, we were eight from 19. So, you know, shooting the ball, I don't know that we could have had a worse game. But there are some things there that you can build on. You could definitely see flashes of athletic ability. Um, and it's just a, a situation, like you said, where you have a bunch of new guys trying to get in here and learn how to play together. I think they're going to get better and gel as the season goes along. And I'm looking forward to seeing them take on William Carey tomorrow night. Southern Miss fans, I know one of the things that we do the best is panic. <laughs> do not panic right now. It's an entirely new team. They're not going to shoot 30% every night. We look like a basketball team. We've got a good coach. We're going to be okay. And somebody tell me what in the world is wrong with Drain's shot. You know, like his very first year, untouchable. I thought we should have played him, you know, a lot more, but we had Doc Sadler, and I totally get it. The next year, uh, played him a whole lot and just set the world on fire. This year, he's got a legitimate shot at the overall record in three-pointers made ever at Southern Miss, and something's wrong. I, and I'm not panicking, Shane. This is a this is a this is a four-year process. I've seen this guy's my favorite player, um, and I don't know. I don't know what it. I wish I had the answer. I, I, I'm. It's like it's got to be mental at this point, or maybe it's just one of those things where if the first one he shot the other night, you know. Hit nothing but net. Maybe he makes six more. I don't know. But in my opinion, 
you know, as much as Tay Hardy looks like the leader out there, he's our guy. He's our guy. He's the guy that we need to step up, to make shots. The guy that you need to be able to look to at the end of the game. We need a shot made. We don't need to be wondering who that is. It's Drano. And, but he's kind of, he's got, he's got to find it again. Um, I hope that he does. He had some flashes of it last year, but overall didn't shoot the ball like he did the previous year. Um, so he's, he's like a, He's like the Benjamin Button of Sutter Miss uh, three-point <laughs> shooting, you know, and I don't know what's wrong, but I've seen him do it. I remember every time it left his hand, I thought it was going in the hoop. And the only other guy I can ever say that about uh, since I've been here is Neil Watson. I felt the same way about him. So he's got to find it. Uh, I think we're going to be okay anyway, but he can be the kind of guy that can really possibly just have those nice rescores, you know, where he makes nine threes. It scores like 35. So and those kind of nights can propel us to beating some people like maybe like a Western Kentucky, somebody that we probably shouldn't beat this year. But if, if he's not on, then, um, you know, we're just not going to score as much. I, I think I go ahead, Jamie. I was going to say, I, I think that, you know, some of it, too, has to do with I thought that Jacksonville was a very solid team defensively. They're very scrappy. They, they obviously can shoot the three and that kind of put us in a hole. Um, but I think there's still some chemistry that needs to happen, particularly with, with Hardy. Um, and I, cause I think Hardy is going to be a heck of a point guard, but it looked like a lot of the usage the other night was going through Hardy and Johnson, you know? So, um, I, I think as the season goes along and they gel together, I think you'll start to see it, but cause that's kind of what happened last season is that once they kind of got a, a little bit of familiarity, even though he didn't have the same type of point guard as he has now or that he had uh, the year before. I, I think that, you know, as things go along this year, I think you'll see him start to find his groove. Yeah. And that being said, I mean, how many balls did we shoot that like, like went completely around the rim, went in and out? Uh, heck, Tay Hardy airballed a free throw one time. We had a lot of stuff that is probably not going to happen the rest of the year, happen all game long, and and we were never really out of it. Uh, so, I mean, how many more threes will we have? Let's just say instead of, what were we, three of 18? Instead of three of 18, what if we're six of 18? Which still isn't a great percentage, you know, but but then we're, we, heck, we might even have a lead a little bit. So If you're nine of 18 at 50%, you're right there. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a really close game. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, DeAndre Pickney took a, took a uh, shot to the head uh, at one point. I mean, it was, <laughs> there was just a lot of, it just, it just, the, the, the ball just wasn't going our way the other day, but you saw some things there that I think we can build on. So, mm-hmm. Golden Eagles are taking on William Carey. That game is scheduled, according to the website, for 7 p.m. on Wednesday, December the 2nd. On December the 5th, that's this Saturday. Now, these games are all scheduled. We'll see whether or not they happen at this point. This Saturday, Southern Miss will be taking on the Salukis up at Southern Illinois. That game, uh, it says TBA as far as the time. It will be on Rock 104. And then next Wednesday, December the 9th, the Golden Eagles, it's at 7 p.m. The Golden Eagles are heading down to New Orleans to take on the Tulane Green Wave. So that's... What's up, Gabe? (laughs) Gabe Watson, former Golden Eagle transfer down to Tulane. Uh, that's a game that should be have a very interesting um, storyline to it. None to say. Hey, so so we're gonna play man a lot, right? Who gets Gabe? I guess Tay. I guess Tay gets Gabe. 
Well, you know, I'm not sure exactly, you know, how he's fitting into Tulane. Like, is he, is he, is he going to be the main ball handler or, you know, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I believe the other day, if I'm not mistaken, I think they had Johnson kind of as a two, um, and then drain more as a three, but they, I mean, they're, they're interchangeable. All those guys are Mm -hmm. pretty much so. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. And then December the 12th, that's Saturday at 6 p.m., the Golden Eagles will be back at Reed Green Coliseum, uh, allegedly, to take on the South Alabama Jaguars. So that's your schedule for the next two weeks. It's it's good to have college basketball back. It's 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 going to be a lot of fun, not only with basketball, but to see kind of how things progress with recruiting because you'll start getting the announcements as far as who's going to be on the coaching staff. You'll start getting announcements as far as transfers and commits, and then signing day is going to happen. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a – it's a really great time to have some some fun news happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I, I can't let us leave talking about playing Gabe Watson at Tulane without mentioning how weird it is that you know, we didn't play Tulane there for uh, you know a long while in football, but we come back to play in Tulane in football and uh, played in the bowl game. You know that that wasn't a, a scheduled game, but we played Keon Howard, former quarterback, uh, when we play him in football, and then uh, the first time we play him in basketball. Uh, we're, we're facing Gabe Watson, who was a former star on the team. That's uh, the 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 lines with Tulane run deep. Uh, maybe they could play Keon Howard too. I'm totally cool with that. <laughs> just let him throw an inbound pass. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're totally we're fine with that. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That is an interesting yeah. storyline there. So, uh, shout out to James Carvel uh, down there <laughs> in the Tulane at the Hi Hat Cafe. At the Hi Hat Cafe down in New Orleans. Uptown New Orleans, beautiful, beautiful Uptown New Orleans. Still my favorite arena I've ever watched a basketball game in. It is right there in Tulane. Um, so cool, so cool. I mean, if have you guys ever been there? No, Jamie, you probably have for when you're the mascot. I, no, we did. We never had to go down there. I've been, I've been everywhere around that arena, but I have no. Or, or, is it an arena? Is it a gym? I don't know. What, it looks like a gym. It's, it's, it's a gym. <laughs> well, you know, when, when the, when the uh, Uber guy or cab or whatever it was back then uh, dropped us off, I just asked him, you know, take us to the the, the Tulane um, basketball arena. And he said okay, and then he, you know, he, he he dropped us off and he rode off, and Katie and I are just looking around. And it's like. Where the hell is it? You know, and then I I actually saw through the double doors, uh, like the players like running down the court. I was like, wait, is that it? <laughs> so it, it, it's uh, it looks like a like a high school thing from the outside. Then you go in, it's just the coolest little arena. It looks huge on TV. It is not. It is probably half the size of Reed Green. It goes straight up in the air. Um, it, it reminds me of maybe like what like a like a miniature Camden uh Cameron Indoor would be like. As cool as it could be. Like we actually, when we when we got our beer and our nachos, we actually had to wait for the the, the players to run to the other side of the court, so we could kind of like hustle up under the basket to get to our seat, <laughs> which was neat. It's just Not the coolest room for thing. everybody. It's it, it, it was it was just really cool. They have a jazz band that plays. I know that's probably not going to be the case this year with COVID, but normally. So, and not to mention it's in New Orleans, man. It's the greatest city in the world. I love it. It's uptown. It's cool. It's cool. The only thing bad about it is that it's Tulane. Yeah. I've, and, I've actually got a niece uh, from up here that uh, just started Tulane Law School this fall. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I saw her over the holidays here, and she had a Tulane sticker on her laptop, and I told her that it really bothered me. 
<laughs> I, I know at least one. Uh, there is a comedian who graduated from Tulane. Do you know who it is? Yeah, Jeselnik. Anthony Jeselnik. Of all people, Jeselnik. <laughs> oh, God, he's so funny. Is a Tulane grad. So, yeah, that's hilarious. It's kind of fitting. I forgot Jamie, to mention. When, when are you going to do another comedy show? Speaking of comedy. Ah. Uh, you know, whenever everybody will put their mask on and <laughs> you can do comedy outside. We don't. We I have I did kind of an outdoor show uh, a little bit in Laurel. You know, I'm I'm anticipating April, but if you know if something good happens before then, then we'd definitely start it back earlier. But well, at Laurel, did you do the show outside because that's where the plumbing was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, hey, shout out but, um, to. The- Shout out to the folks at Hometown. If you can go out there and put some. <laughs> I'll watch your show. I really do. Go put it together. <laughs> I ran into his brother at the last USM game, by the way. I knew him. He actually uh, went to Jones and USM. Uh, that's side the point. I keep waiting for somebody I know to pop up on that show. Um, you know, we're working from home, so the, the TV is on during the day just for background noise, and it's HGTV is usually pretty calm. So that show rolls around from time to time. I'm like, somebody I know is going to pop up on this. They did show uh, uh, a house that a friend of mine bought at the same time that they were uh, potentially looking at it for that show. Uh, but that's as close as I've, I've gotten to see somebody I know. And I forgot this with the comedy show. So, yeah, at the very latest, uh, we do have Last for Life on the books for next year. And I Sweet. don't know when we'll make the announcement. I imagine it'll probably be early next year but yeah last for life is is the next official schedule officially scheduled comedy show um as of right now but so the talent's booked the talent is booked oh nice if you think really long and hard about it uh you could probably figure out who it is but i'm not going to to spoil the um spoil the announcement but will you just tell us if it's some well that would give it away because it hadn't been going on that many years if it was somebody that's done it before but I, I'm, yeah. I, yeah, we've only been a few years. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, don't answer answer any questions <laughs> that are going to get you in trouble. Yeah, Ken will beat me with a belt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention this earlier. So we were talking about the coaching search, and one thing that we've done um, the past two coaching searches is I will put out a photo that has some of the candidates on it, and then I'll throw in a drunken <laughs> picture of Jason from that I found on Facebook a while back from and, like 15 years ago at a wedding. <laughs> And yeah, it's like you're just Lambert. making this face, and you're just like, mm. <laughs> so I did it last night, and I put, I just, I just, I didn't put like Kane Womack in there. I just put like, you know, some of the rumored names of the day in this picture. And Jeremy uh, Bridges had the best response out of all of them, because um, I was like, what about the guy on the end? And he he said, I swear I've seen that boy on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic! I didn't know about it, but uh, after it happened, it always gets a lot of run. I love it; it's cool, um, and and it's 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 you know Heath called me, you know like <laughs> um, all kind of people were responding, and and God bless him, Jeffrey um, uh, Smitty. Uh, yeah, I yeah, Smitty yeah. With Jeffrey Ellis Smith. So Smitty um, Smitty does fantastic work with these gifts or gifs really or what does. do you call it? Yeah, he um, really does. And it's it's always spot on. Everybody has a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, I hope that it's at least four or five more years before we get to use that picture again. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was great. And and by the way, I could not have done any worse than than Elos. 
<laughs> you are right. Worse is not possible. Well, the good news is um, I, I think we're going to have some other coaching searches. So, you know, soccer or whatever or anything that pops up, we'll be sure to use that <laughs> photo in it just to kind of <laughs> keep signing day. Signing day. Yeah, signing day. Well, I, that's not really believable. Um, <laughs> I could I could be a kicker. I um, almost yeah, I almost made a joke along those lines, but I didn't want the specialist coming after me. Oh uh, yeah, just so, here we go. All right, yep, I could specialist be a long getting, snapper. I'm getting, just gonna hit them all. I could be a punter, a long <laughs> snapper, kicker, holder, all of it. Well, I, I think we've we've put together a, a pretty uh, a solid show this evening. Um, so you guys. Tomorrow, we're we are fairly certain that Will Hall is going to be named the head coach. So be on the lookout for that. Um, if he is not, just you know, enjoy the episode for what it is. <laughs> but we fully anticipate him being the head coach. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington, Jason at Bumper J Bailey, and Shane at Eagles underscore to the top you can follow us on instagram as well and facebook you know the show now i don't know if we've mentioned this very much but you know we're on itunes we're on google play we're on iheart we're on stitcher and we are now on spotify uh for the past couple of months we've been on spotify so if we have any spotify listeners if that's the way you listen to your podcasts we are on spotify now so be sure you go in and subscribe give us a rating or review if you like the show tell your friends if you don't like the show Tell your friends. All right, guys, do you have any final thoughts before we shut it down? I have a final thought. My final thought, well, I have a couple of final thoughts. But number one, uh, if you're going to the basketball game tomorrow, download your tickets. I almost totally forgot to do that. Jamie, you got the paper tickets in the mail. Still don't know how that happened. But remember to go download your tickets. Find your parking pass. Uh, if you don't have a parking pass, join the freaking Eagle Club and get a parking pass. Um, and I guess – the other shout out I would like to give is just for everyone uh, on Twitter, on uh, on Facebook, and just for their enthusiasm over this coaching hire. Everything's going to be fine. A lot of times Southern Miss are, you know, it's either like an A plus hire or an F hire, and that's why we love you because you're just crazy enthusiastic, and even when you're wrong. Um, but yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to all those guys, and we'll see you at Reed Green tomorrow night. Hey, dude, I'm excited to see. What this, what the changes at Reed Green look like? I mean, you talk about the lighting. Mm. Stone's shown some pictures mm. of the lighting. Um, you know, they've 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 made a couple of adjustments there in the arena. I'm I'm really excited to see how it looks. And and we shared a picture on Twitter last week where uh, kind of how the seating was laid out. They have mm -hmm. the yellow chairs that you normally see at um, at the football stadium. They have them kind of spaced out in the stands. I don't know if you're supposed to sit in your allotted seat. Because I do have a number on my tickets, a, a seating number and everything, or if it's just kind of to help, you know, keep everybody spread out and not just kind of leaving it up to themselves like they did with football. But uh, I'm excited. I'm curious to see kind of how it's going to play out. And let's see. I think my tickets, I am on the 21st row, according to this, this which I'm fine with. Yeah. But uh, I'm yeah. curious to see how see it's going to play out. Yeah. Or you got to give me – what is that? The sixth – no, that's not – no. That's Middle Tennessee. Man, you know, I downloaded so many tickets that now yeah. I have to go all the way back. What's the date on that? 12-2? Uh, yeah. Tomorrow's I am in row 21. 
Well, they, I guess they kept us uh, around each other. They they're very very oh, thoughtful. That's sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. Um, Shane, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I got a couple for us actually. Uh, now that we have a new head coach potentially, uh, have you come up with any ideas for your new tailgate shot? Ooh! Wow! Ooh! Tailgating! I forgot all about uh, it. Yeah, I have two. I have uh, two brand new tents still in the box. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. I'm so sorry. We've got, you know, of course the name Will and then the name Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I imagine hey, something tied in with something to do with that. And okay. dear God, please on this earth, let him hire an offensive coordinator with the last name Oates. Oh, oh my God, that would be amazing. It's a bitch, girl, because you got <laughs> too far, and you know it don't matter anyway. <laughs> I love it. You're welcome. I love it. All you right. know, um, too much wine. That's that's hilarious. I'm uh, so glad that came to me. All right, so start thinking about that shot, and I'm going to move on to my my last and final point. Uh, I don't want Coach Joy Lee McNellis to hunt you down <laughs> and beat you up. So we can't end this episode without me saying. Uh, the Lady Eagles were supposed to have started already due to COVID issues happening all around the country. Uh, that has not happened. The Lady Eagles will open basketball season. They play basketball too, gentlemen. December 17th at Bama. And that was something that uh, I didn't – I had kind of had uh, in the notes in my head that I forgot to mention, but mainly because it, it got – all the um, women's basketball activities got shut down due to COVID-19. So, yeah, their next – the game is is not going to be till December the seventeenth, so we will definitely bring it up on the show two weeks from now. I got you, Coach McNellis. I got you. You do? Yeah, she's a sweetheart. And they have a girl from uh, Hattiesburg High now. Really? Hmm. I don't know her name. Don't put me on that spot. But I know we got we have a girl from Hattiesburg High that's not coming with our Lady Eagles. I I, I heard it. I heard it today. Uh, Jason Baker was on the Eagle Hour, and you know Bake calls all those games for them, and they have a girl from Hattiesburg High, and I will. Probably do a little bit more research on that next time I bring it up. Word. Uh, you guys, I hope you had uh, an amazing Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, be kind to each other. It's it's. I, I'm really really concerned about what's going on uh, around the country, and but especially in Mississippi right now. Um, you know, kind of keep a. You know, these games are going to get canceled. They're going to get moved around. Just kind of be open to that. But uh, you know, have a good time following the Golden Eagles. It's going to be a lot of fun these next few weeks. All that being said, hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.